Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. This week, TJ and I will be performing live at the Funny Bone in St. Louis. It's Friday and Saturday night. For more details, go to TJ's website. TJ Miller does not have a website.com. You can also find out about some of his upcoming dates. And hopefully, season 11 of Cashing In with TJ Miller is right around the corner. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I really, I enjoyed Austin, Texas. That was fun. Um, and we haven't seen each other since. And I know people are frustrated that we... Uh, we we haven't been able to get out as many pods as we'd like this last like three or four we months. We like to, but like even we're right, doing everything we can. Even right now, we're we're um, from my, my from my apartment, the Ardmore. Um, uh, but I feel terrible when I feel very guilty when we miss episodes, and I I feel terrible because I I love doing the show. For one thing, I miss talking to you. That's one thing, and uh, yes. I feel sort of terribly guilty. But you know, if we're going to do this show for the rest of our lives, uh, there will be periods of time where we just can't get it together with our with our flights and we all that kind of stuff. We can't do it, and you know, I'm, and, uh, both of us are very fortunate you know, to be busy. But you've got to understand the scheduling issues and. I think Cash just wants to put on a great show, you know. And the show—it's all about the show. The show must go on. It must go on. You that's can have right. your cake, but you—you you can eat it too. You really, you could. You could probably. That's what the cake's isn't, for. Isn't I would that think, the meanest? To, you isn't, could pretty much isn't that the meanest it, thing? Yeah. What's that? To give somebody cake and be like, you can have the cake, but you can't eat it. Yeah. That's, too. Yeah. That sucks. Just to hold cake and not be able to eat it. I think it's a very cruel or, phrase. Or, they're you also can't saying have your cake and eat it too. The, the logical inverse of that is. You can eat the cake, but you can't have it. Mm. You can eat the cake, but you can't have it, too. Holding cake. Mm-hmm. That's what I call that. You, know, you it's, can have your you know cake, what? but you can't eat it. It's cake hostage. It's, it's a it hostage is. cake situation. It's not right. It really isn't. Let's, uh, you know what I'd like to do? Uh, we haven't done this in a while. We start off the show with the triple banger Bang- lightning round. round. Oh. Triple banger oh. lightning round. Shoe shiners. Sisyphus with a cloth rag. Hmm. Because hmm. it always gets more dirty. I mean, it's kind of a losing battle, isn't it? It's a losing proposition. I mean, you, you have a job where you, you do a great job. You do great work. And then the person walks away and you can see your work being undone as that person walks away. 
I know, think that's a modern day Sisyphus. It shoe is. Shiner. I, I hired a couple of shoe shiners to, to come along with me full time when I walk as you're walking. Yeah, yeah. And so they're double sided, so two sided. Yeah, one on each side. <laughs> I got a shoe shiner on either leg. That's when you know you really have. When too you really much money. made it. No, yeah. when you've made it, that's when you get the. the you know, you have a too big of a closet when you have two shoe shiners on yeah. each side. Um, when you have pants, when you have eight shoe shiners, and uh, there's there's uh, pouches in your pants for your pants for them. So you got eight people in there, two in each pant pouch, and that is a big closet. Yentl six, the shoe shiner. Um, I- <laughs> Moon wizard twelve, clean spats. I it's a it's an unforgiving job. It's an unforgiving. No one forgives you. When you mess up a shoe shine, right? They won't do it. <clears throat> I'm surprised that shoes don't shine themselves at this point. I can't believe there's still shoe shiners at the airport. There's not that many people that... Everyone's wearing tennis shoes nowadays. Mm, they yeah. say they'll clean your, their tennis shoes. I've really? heard that. That's out there in the yeah. ether. All right. Um, triple banger lightning round. Question two. Or as I like to call it, two. the plump dumper question. That's what I always say. Second round of uh, triple banger lightning round. That's the plump dumper. That's when you're dumping something plump. Right? I don't get this. Now, this one I didn't get. Go what ahead. You, what? No, that's what it. Plump, I, where did that come from? The plump dumper. The plump dumper? Right? We were right on it. the... I felt like we were one brain to the whole show. I felt like we were... It was like, it was like making love after you know, months of not seeing a woman. I mean, we were just... Uh, and then you it did the so plump dumper. Then, but then there was this pregnant pause, and I said the lightning round... You know, <laughs> Two, second round. I call this one the plump dumper. Whatever um, we're dumping here, you know it's going to be plump. Come on in for another plump dumping hour. We're going to uh, we're going to have to With talk Rick about Stevens this. and the cat. I like, yeah. I, <laughs> I like that. Rick, is that a radio show? Rick Stevens that. and the cat. I would love that. And Following the, Ted McGillicuddy yeah. and Billy Bob Baxter, Rick Stevens and the cat. Stick around. It's Rick Stevens and the cat. Let's take it. Let's uh, let's check in with the cat. There's just like a cat near a microphone and walks away. He's like, "All right, the cat. It, the cat will be back." It's me, Rick, coming at you with Rick Stevens and the cat in the afternoon. Gonna get you home on your long afternoon commute, going back home. We're gonna get you through the one hour uh, power drive where uh, all we do is play music and then kitten noises to try and keep the cat interested. Time now for a double shot of cat scratch fever. <laughs> <laughs> And the cat comes back. Rick Stevens like, all right, the cat is back. That's one of his big things. One of Rick Stevens' big things, this is me giving a a speech at the Electric Media Department in George Washington University. One of the the impressive things about Rick Stevens was that the cat was there, and and that was real, that he had a cat. And one of Rick's big things always was, the cat is back. And a big part of that, I think, was it shows you when you have your tag phrases, you have your deshy shies, you have your... You know, what was I saying? What's the the shy of 2015? Not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal is Not the... Not ideal. So you're going to want to find your Rick Stevens, the well, cat is back, phrase in your life. And a lot of people don't realize that Rick Stevens and the cat was a spinoff. I mean, they were a part of the morning zoo team, 105.7. Well, at one point... On your radio dial. It was uh, Billy Baxter. Yeah. Billy Bob Baxter... 
It was, it was Billy Bob Baxter, Ted McGillicuddy, and this is the Morning Zoo. With Rick Stevens. With Rick Stevens and, and, the, and cat. the cat. And at that point, actually, Rick Stevens would have the cat in his lap. And, hit, and the cat is back, was it? That actually was a later phrase and Rick that came from, that originated in his, the cat is in the lap. <laughs> The cat is back in the lap. No, you would just go, no? the cat is in the lap. And then later it became, the cat is back. There was Did a those brief, two get there fired? Was there a little beef between Ted McGillicuddy and, brief, uh, and Stevens? There was a brief party. No, it's actually, they spun off. They were getting really popular. So they spun off, and they, but they did a brief... <laughs> A stint in one of the smaller studios trying to get their, their own show yeah. off. The, but it didn't work. It was work just the cat. Was, no, the cat went solo and tried to not no, take no, Rick with him. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, for the cat, sans Rick Stevens. No, they went and did the cat with Rick Stevens. So yeah. it's, it's the cat with Rick Stevens. But that didn't no work. No one listened. That didn't work because then the cat would leave sometimes and it would go like out to the back of where there's a yard in there. And he, for a while, his catchphrase was, where's the cat? The cat is in the back. But, and he was kind of bridging. You see, it was sort of changing. It was the cat is in the lap. Yeah, yeah. The cat is in my lap. Yeah. Then it was the cat is in the back. And then now it's just the cat is back. Once he lost, once it yeah. became brevity is the soul of the humor bone, the funny bone of the, the many humors that make up a person's wit. Right. And that was, that was the first way that was phrased. And then they kind of whittled it down and to what me, it is now. And for me, that'll be the last yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're back with Rick Stevens and the cat. Meow. It's a meow morning. We're doing nonstop meow mix. But on the uh, billboards, just, it's just the cat is back. But Yeah, exactly. But they have, they have, they do the, the we're doing a one hour meow mix. Guys, we are getting it started. We got all meow all the time. Hey, hey how y'all like me meow okay well what part of meow didn't you understand coming up all a non-stop hour block of sounds that cats make <laughs> jingle 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 that's a <laughs> rick stevens of the cat sponsored by purina it's the hairbell hour but one thing i discovered is uh you know i'm in charge of all kinds of decisions like painting the place yeah and the the name of the paint really affects uh, how I feel about if I want to buy it. Uh, uh, you a you, know, uh, you sure uh, you sure when Williams guy? Well, it, you know it's a Benjamin Moore, and they have names like you know. There's one called like uh, uh, you know Winter Thunderstorm. I don't want to live inside. I don't want to be anywhere near something. Sometimes it'll be a little negative. It'll be Winter Thunderstorm or yeah, you know yeah. uh, uh, Summer. Uh, summer blowjob. That's a good one. Summer blowjob. Yeah, that's a good yeah, that's one. A good one. Icy hand uh, job. That's yeah, a bad one. Icy blue uh, hand job. Blue well, balls. Blue so, balls is not a good one. So that's one. my question because I'm very superstitious too. So I'm not going to do anything like uh, gray doom. Can you know, I, that's yeah, not yeah, going yeah. well, to. Let me give you uh, some. I'm going to give you some. This is our triple banger. Okay, I'll tell okay, you. Tell me, tell me which story, ones yeah. you think okay. is, is going to be best. I'm right here. Would you? Which one would you like to have in your house? Which one would you avoid? Jealousy green. That's really really one. No. Oh, do they have? Do they have Rick Stevens and the cat? That's kind of an off-white. Rick Stevens that's kind and of the an, cat. That's, that's, a, that's kind of an off-white with someone. We should have cashing in with a TJ. Cashing in with TJ Miller color. That's like kind of a. That's a, it's an off-color. Rick Stevens and the cat is like kind of a, an off-white, but with like fleshy tones that are disappointed that it ended up that way, and they're kind of over the job uh, for a while. And the cat really feels the 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 off-white really overshadows the fleshy tone. That's that's the color of Rick Stevens uh, and the cat. Rick Stevens and a cat has its own color now with Sherman Williams. 
check it out online. Well, check go to the out, store check it out online. And check out the display. You can see me with the cat on my head. What would and ca- a pail of paint on top of us. So jealousy green. Jealousy green. Uh, summertime jaundice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Genital wart purple. Yeah, that's the front runner. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hemorrhoidal flare-up red. No, I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? Yeah, I would love to have a room, like an entryway, yeah. all in sort of... Now, this one you might, you know, might appeal to you. Uh, shit Blaster Brown. Yeah, I shit blasted actually yeah. a couple weeks ago. Quaker? Shit, should, that, should the word Quaker be in there? No, I didn't even shit, shit blast. Shit Blaster Quaker Brown. I shit blasted what I thought were some Mormons, but they ended up being kind of an elderly Orthodox Jewish couple. And I shit blasted them, and I didn't even mean to. And I'll tell you this: I, I've accidentally shit blasted a couple of times, and uh, this was one of those times. The, yeah. the other time, actually, I, I thought it was purposeful. I, usually, I, I accidentally shit blasted uh, a lot of people that were coming out of uh, an Orthodox Jewish temple. Okay, and I was just running. I was trying to find a bathroom because yeah. I could feel, I, you know, it was time to blast every yeah. so often. It was, and as you know, when I shit blast, it was I time to blast off. I don't, I don't go to the bathroom for three or four weeks before a real shit blast. And that's if I know I might have some real conflict or be in a dangerous situation. That's my weapon. I shit blast. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, I shit blasted an elderly couple a little while ago, knocked them right over. Mm. Tell me about the, the, uh, okay. So this very, very funny comedian, Mike Holmes. Okay. Who's a Chicago comedian. He's hilarious. Mike Holmes. He's very funny on Twitter. Everybody should follow him. Um, he worked at Sherman Sherwin Williams. Okay, and we we knew each other in Chicago. I was in Chicago. Sherman for, Williams never took off. No. I was that, that was a paint company that just for three years. Yeah, that a little work. too close. Um, They'd say turn W upside down. That was yeah, their slogan. Sherman, Sherman Williams, Sherman Williams. Is just a guy. It's just some guy that tried paint. to run on. Well, he tried to to, to kind of ride the Sherwin Williams. A train, and he just. But his slogan that train, was that train turn was the, too fast. Yeah, turn the W upside down, and yeah. it didn't. Yeah, he, and he said, "I'm going to turn the W upside down and change the world." That's what the W is for. I'm about to change that into the mundo. And then That's he said, "Spanish for Rick Stevens and the Cat." <laughs> um, okay, so he told me. I asked him what he did. And we, you know, we saw each other like almost every night for yeah. years because we all did the open mics together. And book shows and everything. So Mike Holmes, I say to him when we first meet, so where do you work? And he was like, Sherwin-Williams. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Do you like it? He's like, yeah, that's okay. And I was like, wow. And how long have you been working there? He goes, about a year. And I was like, all right, well, that's cool. And then I swear to God, in my mind, I was like, oh, so that's probably like an investment firm downtown. You know, it's like a stock, it sounds like a stockbroker place. Yeah. Merrill Lynch. You know, Charles Schwab, all that stuff. For years, I built this story in my mind (laughs) of him. When I would come and talk to him, be like, how's business? And in my mind, I was like, and I think one time I said, how's the market? And he's like, it's okay. You know, people are buying, people are coming in. Uh, And I was like, okay, so they're buying, they're buying, you know, stock, uh, and they're buying stocks, they're buying equity. He's doing well. So I built this thing for three years where I believed that he was a stockbroker downtown. I think I even invented things where I was like, his boss is kind of a dick. I bet yeah. he's on cocaine all the time and yelling right. at him yeah. to make more trades. And then one day I was like... You saw the movie Wall Street. And you thought Sherwin, he was... Yeah. yeah, how's Sherwin-Williams? And he goes, eh, it's okay. I'm kind of tired of it. I mean, it's a... It's a 
paint store. And I thought I thought that was a reference to like a type of investment. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, you even felt even more over your head. Like I, I better like, learn this phrase. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, yeah, it's just a paint store. And I was like, oh, so it just feels like you're just. Selling. It's one way to look at it. Yeah, you're just you're selling. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> so you're just selling. And at that moment, you were thinking, yeah, this guy's even smarter than I thought. Yeah. Like you actually built him up even further. And then he's like, you know, we sell paint. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, it's a paint store, Sherwin Williams. And yeah. I was like, it is. It's like, yeah, there's one on fucking Ashland. You if you pass it every time you come to this bar. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I hadn't noticed. He was like, what did you think it was? And I told him when I had sold you. Yeah. He laughed for so long. Yeah. Because it is hilarious that I, for years, was convinced that he was a stockbroker at the investment firm Sherman Williams downtown. Yeah, he was selling paint, and what would even was just a paint store. We're just offering so many different kinds of stocks <laughs> to try and make your house look better. We're just doing a little stalling here until T.J. Miller comes back. We don't ever edit the show. That's not how it works. We. Uh, the show must go on. That's what they said. And you can't really look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, in any event, we're trying to go to Atlanta. If you want to come out to that show, that'll be cool. I think we're going to do it in the daytime in Atlanta at the Improv if we can make it work. Cash. Yeah. Oh my God. What happened, buddy? It's I thought that cat. might... It was the cat. It was the cat itself? Rick Stevens is dead. Oh, what? I'm serious. That job is open? <laughs> no! I'm about that to get is, laid off. That is what we call in the business. I'm going to wait for that. That, but that, I, is, that is what we call in the business a home run. <laughs> Cash Levy with a home run. I was supposed to tell that story. We're going to go to the Where Were You? Yeah. Uh, I was doing this corporate in uh, Houston, and they rented out a brewery. We took a tour, and then they built a stage. It was pretty cool, actually. It was for a city group. And the guy that hired me... Really cool guy. He's like, um, I gave him an intro, and he was like, "Oh, you did the Late Show on CBS, Late Late Show." I go, I go with Craig Ferguson, and I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I thought you did David Letterman show," and I go, "No, I, I haven't. I haven't done that particular show." And he's like, uh, "Oh, um, well, I mean, I kind of thought you did." What? Yeah, and I, he wasn't upset, but he's like, um, he's like, I mean, you did do it, didn't you? I go no. I, I did. I did some other shows. Like I, you know, I, I was on Ferguson. I kind of named a few things I've done, late night shows, and there's yeah. you know a few. And and he was like, well, I mean, um, but you did do, you, I mean, you did do David Letterman too. So, and finally, I just was like, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, he's like, I'm going to tell them you did David Letterman, and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I, guess if, I mean, if it meant that much to him, yeah, yeah, right. Why? Like, yeah. I, okay. So I did the show. The show was great. Afterwards, uh, I get off, and, and, and we were saying goodbye, and he's like, he goes, so tell me, I mean, what was the David Letterman show like? No. Yeah. He goes, what was it like doing that show? Is he nice? And I mean, I already told him three times I didn't do the show. I love and, this and story. And I was like. This is a great story. And, and I go. He wanted uh, to know what He wanted to be lied show. to. He, he, and I, but here's the worst part. I got pressured into finally, I go, yeah, he's a really nice guy. I mean, you don't really get to know people that well on those shows, but he, was, he seemed really nice. Like, I, I just gave in. I was tired. Like, I mean, I was shamed into doing the David Letterman show. Like, I was shamed. Like, I, 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 I was like, doing it. eventually true. I was like, fine, I did David Letterman. I Being can't. forced into lying about you know, it because of his weird It was hard enough to be honest the first three times. I'm not gonna, finally, I'm yeah. going to lie now. You're making me lie. But he, he wanted to know what it was like so much that he... he By the end of the show, he convinced myself I was on it. He's like, I think I saw you on it. Like earlier in the conversation, before I went up. And I'm like, no, I, 
I don't think so. I've done some other shows, but not that one. And he was, he was like, no, I, I did see it. In his mind, he's like, he probably forgot doing it. He's yeah. Too much shows, not, I don't so. think that'd be something someone would forget. But uh, in any event, where were you? We um, okay. We were in Austin. I'm in the middle of this crazy thing where I'm trying to sort of remodel this house. I got uh, kind of finagled into doing this thing, and it, it's like every single it was a day. Decision. It's a disaster. It's a bit of a disaster. Um, the first contractor, just to give you a little backstory. This is how, the first contractor we gave. I don't know two thousand dollars to. Uh, never saw him again, except once when he dropped off some floorboards and drove away, and I had to chase his car. Okay, the workers weren't getting much done. Um, and sometimes I'd show up to the house and, you know, they'd be out to lunch and then they'd come back and they were surfing, you know? So people were leaving surfboards. One day I woke up, I, I came to the house and a couple of people had slept over there. They were in sleeping bags. Didn't authorize that. Didn't, uh, just basically a boarding house for people. Right. Um, I, uh, where they only install two uh, doorknobs a day. There, one of the, the, the woodworker has a restraining order against him from the lady across the street. Apparently, they real? were previously in a relationship. Is that what it yeah. Be? So no. she said she wasn't comfortable with being there. He uh, had a key and he started showing up at our house uh, to get paid for stuff he hadn't done. So he just shows up at our house now, uh, and you know he made a. Uh, something, some, something for our kids. You know, he made some sculpture or something. Uh, they love him, but we know that you know he's he's being looked at by the police. Uh, then the second, uh, cons- you know, construction guy that he he's, he was going to save the project. He's like, Cash, just give me the ball. He's like this ex-military guy. He's like, I need the ball, man to man. Come here, see the sun, see the sun up in the sky. The sun isn't down yet. My guys would still be working. Okay, man to man, man to man. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Really? I'll, I'll take it right across the end zone. So I gave him the ball. Say, I thought you were thinking about a basketball. I, I gave him the ball, and I never went to that house at 4 p.m. with anybody there. He had already left every single day, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think he works at a church, and he was, like, employing every single person at the church. Like, there were six. One day there were six painters there, and we hadn't yeah. bought any paint, <laughs> right? Okay. So I had to lay him off, oh, and then I let my, my wife's father take over. And he... Um, <laughs> I love you trying to figure out how to put this gently. How do this I is the same that? father-in-law who like, took my couch, and you know, he's, a, he's a bit of a wild card. He's an ex-contractor, so he, and he's from Chicago. And he does things the Chicago way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Chicago done. way. You know, you take one of them and they take one of ours and I take one of them. Uh, bottom line, he 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 threatened to take the plumber out in the street and kill him. <laughs> so I'm going to take you out in the street and kill you. Oh, my okay? God. Uh, we're, we, he he uh, two plumbers in a row. Uh, and then this is the third one he threatened to kill. And um, so now bottom line, uh, I had to let him go, too. And uh, I am the foreman of a job site for another month. And I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Well, you installed a toilet. This isn't, the life, story. this isn't the life I chose. <laughs> but I'm in deep. I'm in too deep. We've You're invested in so deep some money. You installed a toilet. We've invested some money, and I'm, I'm really in, in trouble. Uh, I'm in a lot of trouble. And that's why when we talked on that live show about how uh, I'm, I'm slipping through the cracks, I, I'm in real deep. I put a lot of chips in the middle of the table. I didn't have any cards. I'm, I'm, my family's at stake. Everything. It's all on the line. I made some mistakes. I should never have decided to do this, but I've got to finish this thing, you know? Uh, and then, you know, maybe it'll be okay. You really, but, uh, I, I it's think bad. you're going to come I'm, through I'm, it. It, it, it might be the worst, worst decision I ever, it, this is one of those life decisions where you're like, 
I might have just done the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life to agree to do this, but you can always get out of it. You can always get out. You can't always get out. We can always get out, right? No. No? You can't always get out. Well, I mean, the other thing is just everybody has something on you. Anybody can show up, you know, um, do a terrible day's work, ask for their money, and they know where you live, and you feel like you can't. It's a really scary component. It's a scary component. It's not like saying you screwed me with the car thing. Where I can just drive away. They actually are standing in, in where you're going to live, and uh, they can really they screw can you over. The, they can. The the these night. are these they are can people steal that steal back in the, they all in the have, midst of the night. They all have power tools. They all have <laughs> yeah. trucks, and uh, some of them have violent tempers. And you're just like, okay, I guess if you need that money, I'll just give it to you because I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather be able to sleep a week from now. If you think I screwed you, you don't want anyone walking out of your house thinking they got screwed. I think that's the hard part. Yeah, that And so they, every single one of them uh, ends up asking for stuff that didn't How even happen. How close are you to having it done, though? Well, this was, this was supposed to be a 20-day job. You're doing it for your sons, who I hope have listened yeah. to every single episode. Yeah. Oh, of course. They listen all the when, time. When, my yeah. God, son, you better yeah. be listening right now after both of us have died to remember us. <laughs> See the sun in the sky? My guys would still be working. Okay? <laughs> Is that the sun? it. Joshua S. writes, is tuna, if tuna is the chicken of the sea, then is chicken the tuna of the land? Yeah. Yeah, I think Probably. so. Probably, that's amazing. I think so. That's what we call in the business a home run. Yes, that is uh, as good as it gets. Or as Rick right Stevens now. used to say, the cat is back. The cat is out of the bag. The cat's out back. <laughs> Shoehorns. This is Zach Williams again. Shoehorns, just spoons who lost their way. Hmm. Yeah, or the most effective ladle handle. Mm-hmm. You can put a shoehorn on almost anything and make it a ladle. For years, I thought a shoehorn was a ladle. Yeah. A very bad ladle. But I was wrong. It's actually a shoehorn. This is the last one, and I know we have to go really soon here. Uh, Johnny Z. Ah, Johnny. Johnny Johnny Z. Z. He has two questions. You know, he used to have a show. Johnny Johnny Z and the Salamander. It was just a salamander (laughs) that would scramble out of the room. And he's like, and the salamander's gone. It's me, Johnny Z. Just me. The salamander has run out of the room. Johnny Z and the Bull. We had a a salamander. Following Rick Stevens and the cat, Johnny Z and the Salamander. Johnny Z and the Salamander. This is a cheap ripoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. It didn't do that well. But uh, we had a salamander in our house the other day. And then it's donkey time. (laughs) It's donkey time with donkey and the other donkey. No, that's that's the one that got top billing. With donkey and the Jeff. Donkey's the main guy. Yeah, Donkey's the main guy with Donkey and the Jeff. It's a lot of like <laughs> breathing into the microphone. And chewing <laughs> 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 and like, yeah, you better believe it, Donkey. <laughs> Donkey and the Jeff. <laughs> but sometimes it wouldn't be neighing, it would just be like. And I like to think that Jeff doesn't interrupt him. <laughs> So he's like, he's talking, talking right now. 
He doesn't know when to jump in. <laughs> so it's so much, it's so much dead air. Because one time he jumped in when he thought Donkey wasn't saying anything, and he got kicked. <laughs> Donkey kicked him. And then, you remember that in '97 when Donkey kicked him? <laughs> producer's like, "How come you didn't interrupt Donkey? Oh, he was on a roll. I couldn't, I couldn't stop him." <laughs> And Jeff is just really Jeff's really afraid to talk. He sees himself as the real he's the real sidekick on the show. Yeah, Donkey and the Jeff. And then and then in real life, like Rick, Rick Stevens. <laughs> Rick Stevens. Rick Stevens and the cat hate each other, but Jeff's always like, Hey, the show's not me. People go, I love your show. He'd be like, Hey, it's yeah, all donkey, man. It's all donkey. Just, yeah, it's all donkey. I'm just glad to be there. <laughs> It's all donkey. I'm just glad to be there. <laughs> hey, I got lucky, man. What can I say? I work with the greatest donkey in the world. <laughs> Not a lot of guys get lucky enough to come to this town and work with a donkey like that. <laughs> Let me put it this way. He's super drunk and he's talking to his cousin yeah. at a family reunion. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something, man. I've learned a lot from Donkey. <laughs> you know Donkey? I've learned a lot from that Donkey. <laughs> Donkey's name is Donkey. <laughs> I like when they lead him in in the morning. <laughs> Everyone's like, Donkey, how's it going? <laughs> he doesn't care. He's I, not... just like it's, I just like it. I just like it. It's the, Je- the Jeff. The Jeff. It's the, yeah, like, like, it's obviously like he, he's Jeff sees himself as very loosely equal to the cat. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 the, the Jeff. The Jeff is like, hey, man. people you call know, him the Jeff. I get too. it. I get when it. they see him, I he does like so, he does solo yeah. speaking appearances. <laughs> he's like. He does like inspirational speakers. I li- when I met the donkey, I was just Jeff. <laughs> but they call me the Jeff now. When I met Donkey, that's how. And I know I'm standing in the shadows of the cat, but you know I'm the Jeff. That's what I am. That's me. And I'm lucky. I learned to accept that. A lot of people are uncomfortable being a hey, sidekick. People to love a, the show. People some, love some people are uncomfortable being a sidekick to a, a, a donkey. But uh, I'm. How many donkeys could run a radio show? I'm proud of myself. And I want to make it clear. Yes, we did head of litigation in 1997 when, I, when he kicked me for interrupting him. But I got to say, we get along really well now. Sometimes he and I just, you know, we're drinking buddies. And it is cuts to them and the donkey's got a beer in front of it. And he's sitting there. He's like, yeah, long day, man. But I don't know how you do it. I'm in awe of you every single time. Every day I learn something. And donkey just like knocks over the beer. <laughs> Oh, God, donkey, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Just wondering, uh, did anyone travel from more than, like, 30 minutes away yeah. to see the podcast? Okay. Right. Uh, oh, yes, 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 you guys are so sweet. So, did anyone exceed two hours? Okay. We, now, hold on, because we've got uh, four hours for you. Anybody got four hours? Anybody four? Uh, okay, so they win. How far, how far was it? Five hours. So From where? I, Florida. That's a whole other uh, state. Yeah. That is. Florida is like Georgia's flaccid penis, you know? Central Florida. That's just how it looks on the map. That's all I'm saying. Central Florida is like Nancy Grace got into a hurricane that made her face like a trash can. So where in Florida? Pensacola. That's the one where everyone thinks, as you say where you're from, that you're about to say Pennsylvania, but halfway through you start talking about soda pop. 
That's Where are that's you from? the city. I'm from Pensacola. Oh, Pennsylvania, Pensacola. Pensacola is where I uh, actually learned to riff. I, I I was telling you this last night. TJ said, "Are you going to riff tonight?" I said, "I don't really survive in the South so well without riffing because generally uh, the crowds don't don't really uh, like my jokes and don't think I'm that funny." So no, I was in Pensacola at the start of my career. And uh, the, the headlining act was like, you're really uh, struggling up there. And I'm like, yes, uh, I haven't received a laugh uh, for the first three shows. And I said, I think what I'm going to do is not do any jokes and just try to make up the whole night. And that's kind of where that all started. Because I, I, uh, I was like, it'll be less embarrassing if I eat it uh, without it being pre-planned. Well, it's, and it's hard because we're, yeah. I, later we'll talk about, I recently uh, bombed after a nine-year-old... Uh, at a wedding, we he can talk about. He did a speech that killed so hard that now when listen, I went up, I ate shit. TJ wrote me this text. Uh, I'll read it to you. I wrote it down. He texted me. I just got buried by a nine-year-old who did a speech at my great friend's wedding. He opened for me. I crashed and burned. <laughs> That's the kind of text comedians send each other. It was pretty tough. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. Do you want to start? Well, you know what we like to do sometimes when we're doing a podcast? Not we always. Like to, sometimes we do, uh, just if we're feeling in the mood. This crowd's put me in the mood for it. Uh, we, uh, we, we like to do something called the uh, Triple Banger Lightning, Lightning Round. Yeah. Uh, there she is. That's good. Much, much quieter. <laughs> yeah. Triple Banger Lightning Round. Question one. Question one. Bigfoot, you should see his cock. That sounds nothing like a question. That could be the farthest thing from a question I've ever heard. First question. Rule number one. Bigfoot, should you see his cock? That, that would be a question, right, exactly. But Bigfoot, you should see his cock? Question mark is so weird. Yeah, we're in the situation. I'll say, right? I'll say yes. <laughs> if you've seen his feet, why not see his fucking big foot dick? <laughs> My son uh, keeps wanting to make the different rooms in our house Bigfoot proof. He keeps also, a very common segue is uh, Bigfoot dick into my son. Actually. My son. <laughs> My son. Well, how is he going to be Bigfoot proof? I don't know. I don't know how he plans to do it, but he's like, Dad, I, I don't think this room's Bigfoot proof. So then what does he want you to do? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he wants to do. He's not, he's not outlined it for me yet. He's uh, just generally scared that a mythical character. Yeah, he definitely is afraid Bigfoot's going to come visit. And I said, Bigfoot doesn't you know, frequent the ocean areas that often. Uh, he's more in the mountainous areas. Uh, don't go to the Ozark Mountains. Well, and I, I can't wait to tell him about the Loch Ness Monster. It only exists in water. And yeah, there'll be a lot of places he can't go. Triple Banger Lightning Round, question, question two. two. Question uh, two. Now, we're competing. Triple Banger <laughs> It's not the auxiliary yet. Uh, we do three Triple Bangers. This is an auxiliary to the first one, that's true. Thanks for listening to the show. And... Uh, now, we do, we do three trail bangers, and then sometimes we do an auxiliary, which I have a feeling we're going to do uh, tonight. It's, it's very special. But the wine, we're competing, and that's why, uh, you know, the turnout is, you know, we're competing against the wine and cheese, or the wine and uh, food festival here in Atlanta. Did you know that? 
the Wine and Food Festival, which I like to call that a, uh, uh, a restaurant. Like, I, I think that's the dumbest festival I've ever heard of. Like, You're right. What, what restaurant a, doesn't have wine and, and food? Uh, there's a very cal- few of them. There's a cavalcade of wonderful wines and food. You can have five to ten different options of each. And it's like, yeah, like Applebee's. Yeah. Can anyone think of something that can't be made into a ladle? Hmm? A penny. A penny can't be a ladle. Well, a penny is engraved, right? So there's a raised sort of section of the penny. There's a lower section of the penny. If you put a handle on a penny, which we say anything, you can put a, a handle on this and it's a ladle. It's not a good ladle. It has holes in it, but it's a ladle. A penny is raised. It's also a shirt. This can be a shirt, a ladle, a hat, or a penny if we change to a bartering system where the lowest denominator is a hat. A penny is a terrible ladle, but if you put a little handle on that penny, it'll have a, there's just a dollop of gravy will fit on that ladle. What is it? You can't turn a ladle into a ladle because it's already a ladle. Wrong. You can add... Oh, you don't think I fucking thought about this? You maniac. I spend hours a day thinking about ladles. If you attach a handle to the handle of a ladle, that's just a more useful ladle. Because it can go further down. If you attach a handle to the other side of a ladle, it's a more useful ladle. You got two hands on that ladle, right? Scoop it up. Pour it out. Fucking... Twist and break the neck of an opponent. Anybody else? Sean Connery can't be a ladle? No, he Cash, is. Cash, I'll let you take this well, one. Rule number one. How do you know I'm not a ladle? Uh, no, he said, all you do is grab his legs and he opens his mouth and lies backwards. And then you fill up his mouth with whatever you want gravy. Uh, nougat, usually. Gravy. And then he becomes a gravy or nougat, gravy nougat. Have you ever had a gravy nougat? I haven't. It's a it's a rare I, combination. I feel like that's. What I think they serve that at the uh, uh, food and wine festival. I, do, you, do you ever have someone say, uh, I, I or, or they put M and M's in their M and M's in their popcorn? But M and M's in their popcorn? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever no. been with somebody at a movies? Anyone? Yeah. No. yeah. Really? Or uh, milk duds? They'll put that in too. Why? That's like nougat gravy. It's a weird combo, right? But they love it. And they're like, you gotta try it. And then you eat it, and it ruins the movie. <laughs> and you're like, fuck Jurassic World. The salt and the chocolate has ruined it. So this is Belle Duggan, who's a great, great friend of mine. And uh, we went to high school together, and this is what I wrote in advance to say to her at the wedding because I thought this would be something that reflected how good of a friend she's been uh, and how important she was to me. Belle, I love you. I love that this is happening. I love that I'm here. I feel lucky. I think all of us do to a certain extent because this is what life is all about. This is why people still have weddings because even though the divorce rate is over 50%, (laughs) we still want to believe. We want to believe that true love is real and that it should be celebrated. And I feel fucking fortunate to be at one of these occasions where it is clear, it is fucking clear 
that Jeff and you were made for each other. We're, we're, this is a celebration. This is life and not anything else. When you see a family that love each other and have made each other work together for the mission of happiness, I am thankful. I love you and I love your guts. <laughs> the first time I met Jeff, I was going to say, mm, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> but soon I thought he was great. I used to call you Bell and your friends Bell's crew, but now it's Jeff and Bell's crew. It's our crew. Thank you for having me on board. So I think that's pretty sweet. So they came up to me right before I was going to make that speech, and they say, hey, uh, their cousin, Declan, he's like nine years old. He's going to make a speech real quick before you, and then you can do your speech. And I was like, yeah, sure, that'll be cute, right? That's fine. Yeah. No. So you... No, not cute. <laughs> so this kid is hilarious. He does school plays. He's very funny, very affable. Great kid, right? He speaks a little like he's in his 40s. He's nine years old, but he'll sort of walk up to you and be like, what a fine day it's been, don't you think? And you're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> But he's great. The, the problem was, they said, he's going to go up right before you. I said, that's great. He'll make like, he'll probably get up there and go, I really like you guys. And I want you to know, I hope you're happy. <laughs> and then everyone would be like, what a cute nine-year-old. And then I would get up and, and, and show the sentiments I just showed you. No. Declan got on stage. It was a stage. And he started sort of talk, doing his speech. And he fucking killed. <laughs> For 25 minutes. <laughs> 25 minutes? Nine years old. For 20 minutes. 25 minutes. He's like... And, and he said in the beginning of his speech, he opened with, when I first saw Jeff, I was like, man. <laughs> what? I was in my seat like, what the fuck? He see my speech? Destroying nonstop. He's like throwing jokes. <laughs> you know, but I got to tell you, you're both very fine people. I think your children, if you have them, will be fine fellows as well. People are like, yeah! And he's toasting him. He crushed. He was so funny. And then he finished. And this is how he finished. He goes, and I think uh, the next speaker. And I, at this point, I had... I had, I had said to the MC, like, no, 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 don't do it. I, I don't want to do it. Don't, you just finish with him, do the music. And of course, the DJ, it's Colorado, so he's high. He's like, I love the light fixtures in this place. So he didn't hear that, so the kid, he's like, so I want to hand the microphone off to a, uh, <clears throat> you may know him from Yogi Bear 3D. <laughs> And he is a very fine fellow, ladies and gentlemen, T.J. Miller. People are cracking up, cracking up. They go, I pick up the microphone. And I'm just like, <clears throat> let's give it up for Declan. Huge explosion of applause. Yeah! And I'm like, yeah, but I said, well, I never thought I wouldn't be able to follow a nine-year-old. And there was a silence. <laughs> Similar to the one that just happened. But they literally, you could feel everyone being like, no. 
No, you can't. <laughs> and then I proceeded to just eat shit for two minutes. And then it looked so cowardly and sad. And think about that, that I was like... And I, when I, I remember when I first met Jeff, I was like, oh. All right, okay, all right, thank you. Have a great life. Like, that was it. And I got off stage, but I... I went to hand the microphone to the DJ, but I guess he had gone to the bathroom, and Declan was there to receive the microphone. So I hand it back to this kid that, like, I embarrassed myself. I didn't say anything. I just stumbled and was like, Dave, you're a good friend. Uh, good night. Bye, Declan. And then I go back to hand it to him, and he took it from me, and he didn't say anything. It's just I handed the microphone, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I, I didn't want him to know that I thought I had done terribly, you know? Yeah. So I was like, great speech, you know? And they just looked at me and went... <laughs> that really hurts. A nine-year-old being like, yeah, I know I had a great speech, and that's for you. Oh, boy. There aren't even words. And then he just got back up, and he started doing the worm on stage. <laughs> And they carried him out and uh, champagne. What, yeah. if he had, what if he had looked at you and just said, where do you think you lost him? <laughs> That's always a funny thing to say to a comedian and when they get off stage, if, if, they, if they do really well, because they'll have a sense of humor about it. Or right, here's the worst put down. I, mean, I wish he would have said that. I would have been like, the moment you started speaking. Yeah. I, 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 uh, my favorite put down after a bad set is when someone goes, I, I, I loved your lecture. <laughs> Do you, have you thought of having graphs and stuff? That's a good put down. That's pretty rough. But I, I ate it so badly recently. I ate it pretty badly recently. I, I could hear uh, 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 fog uh, while I was on stage uh, hitting the building. Someone said, is that rain uh, coming down outside? I said, no, that's, uh, uh, that's fog. Uh, that's how badly I'm eating Imagine it. how quiet it has to be to hear fog slowly creeping yeah. upon the building. That's a bad set. I, it's important who you follow at a wedding. Just be, be real about that. Because like at my wedding, this girl in the uh, wedding party, uh, April's uh, old friend who made a speech that was so bad and so like, she, she really did say, she goes, I don't really like cash. I haven't... She just basically said that she didn't like me. What? Yeah, she she made, Wait, like, she made a speech at your wedding that's oh, like, yeah. I never liked She cash. said, I didn't like him at first, but then she didn't do the whole, and now I do. <laughs> right? And everyone was like, what the fuck? She's like, when I met Cash, I really didn't like him much. And she forgot to do, maybe she forgot, but she definitely didn't say, and now I like him. Uh, a really important thing to do during the speech. Okay, and then she started crying and saying how much she loved April and how it was going to be so hard to lose her and to this marriage. And really? Yeah, it was a terrible. Is that real? Yeah, really? this really happened. Oh it was a terrible God. speech, and she started crying. And basically, and, and I was like, I was telling somebody, I'm like, get her off the stage. This is nuts. She she was a basket case. She fell apart. Right? She's mascara. She's falling apart. I can't believe I'm losing my friend. Yeah. To well, this as far marriage. as I can tell, if they, she said that at my wedding, I'd be like, hey. Yeah. You gotta pay for the fucking food you ate. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, right? As far as I can tell, they hadn't even talked in two or three years. I, I was meeting her for like the second time. Anyway, she made this terrible speech. Terrible speech. So she was starting to cry. Everyone was dead silent. And I saw I had two really good comedian friends at, at my wedding, uh, uh, Billy D. Washington and Arch Barker. And I saw them both 
from each side of the room practically run to the stage because they knew it would be perfect to follow her. They were like, I'm going to fucking kill if I get up there next. Because everyone was making speeches and both comedians were like, and they both saw each other and they got and they basically were running to the stage. And they got there at the same time. And uh, it was pretty honorable. Arch was like, let Billy go. But, you know, he was like, you take the stage. But he looked defeated as he, because he knew that was the spot. And Billy yeah, just killed wanna, him. Billy killed him. Yeah. After you want to go up after someone falls apart. Mascara. You don't want to go after a nine-year-old, just crushes. No, you want to go after someone who's emotionally unstable and has mascara running on their face and didn't get any laughs. And his name was Devlin? Declan. Declan. Okay, so he it wasn't Devlin. He had a Devlin. cool name. Declan. He's like, what's up? I'm Declan. I'm about to fucking crush it. <laughs> and after me, a very fine fellow that ironically keeps mentioning that he was in Yogi Bear 3D. Good luck, dick face. Join us next week. Rick Stevens and the cat. Rick Stevens and the cat. It's an hour-long meow mix. And the Jeff.